Do 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 do. Welcome back to Cop Monologuing. I am Errol Koenig. And I am Esther Rodriguez. This uh, episode, we are talking all about the uh, greatest, or if, if not one of the greatest reality TV shows of all time. I think the greatest. Checking. It's yeah, it's pro- definitely my favorite. Um, or it's in, it's in the the franchise is my favorite franchise. Yeah. But we are talking about The Bachelor, and we're checking back in with our best friend Colton Underwood and his journey to find love. So, Esther, what are your thoughts about this season, or heading into this season? What were your thoughts on Colton and and all that? Oh, I feel like this season is going to be so dull. I don't think he has the personality to really make The Bachelor, like, come alive. You can, I think, tell by the girls that are put in because they picked girls with very, very strong personalities. And, you know, mm-hmm. like, in every, like, round of The Bachelor, you always have a couple of girls that have very strong personalities going to dominate the show. Like, Becca Martinez last year, like, she had opinions. Sure. Like, Bibiana. There's going to be that group that kind of take the spotlight. But then there are a bunch more, I would say, quiet girls like Lauren, who Ari actually ended up marrying or at least getting engaged mm-hmm. to. And yeah. I feel like this season you could see them heavily pushing the people with very strong personalities, which I think is probably to make up more for Colton not being great on camera. He might be perfectly nice, like charismatic <laughs> dude in like real life, but I feel like on camera he just kind of comes across as flat. I think that is perfectly fair. However, the one thing that I have to keep in mind when talking about The Bachelor and I think this is true is, fr- frankly, The Bachelor doesn't matter. The show is all about the girls and mm-hmm. the drama and all all the stuff that they get into rather than, you know, Colton himself. Like, he's a wonderful slice of white bread. Um, yeah. Or slice of wonder bread, rather. Um, and it's he's going to just be there to let the girls be crazy. Is he boring? Yes. Is he worse than Ari? In terms of boringness, uh, that's yet to be seen. I, don't I think it's too early. So, yeah, um, but I, I think it'll be fine. And I think you know we saw the girl. We were introduced to the girls this episode, and I feel pretty good about you know where we, where we stand. I uh, agree. I really season. liked so, most of them. Yeah. The other thing that we need to talk about, uh, or mainly uh, for Colton, is, uh, well, he has a big question looming over his head. And if you don't know what the question is, you clearly haven't been watching the show or any of the advertisements for the show, because uh, it's it's out there. It's definitely out there. Um, the question about his virginity. So, Esther, what are your thoughts on how you think the show's going to handle it? I think it's going to be kind of cringy to watch. I was not <laughs> a fan of like that part of the premiere, in all honesty. Yeah. I, I have the same. I do not always agree with Ashley I and some of the things that she says or does. I feel like sometimes she can <laughs> be a little much. I love her nonetheless, but I feel <laughs> like sometimes she can get very militant about certain things in the Bachelor franchise because as someone who's been like a staple for so long, she has strong opinions about how like things should be handled. And I honestly really agree with her that I think they're handling the virginity one the wrong way because (laughs) for girls I feel like if you had like a virgin bachelorette or a virgin on the show like it's brought up several times but it's not brought up in as mean a way 
as the jokes and things for Colton are coming across. Like, I expected there mm-hmm. would be a couple of things that, like, lightly poked fun at him, and then we'd just move on. But instead, most of the way they seem to handle it, especially during the kind of jokes being made during, like, the live watch parties, they all seem directly to try to be as vicious about it as possible while still being more PG. I, I wouldn't necessarily say it was vicious. That being said, I do completely understand where you're coming from. Um, I think the way they handled it, you know, this this season is rather than going, I guess, all out uh, against Colton for being... I, I don't think it was done maliciously, really. Just I don't think it was handled with, like, sensitivity uh, and care. I, I, I don't think it was ever done with, like, a cruel intent, but... I think there were lots of missteps that came off as in, insensitive. And we'll talk about those for some of the entrances for some of the girls. And then also for how they're talking about it uh, with Colton. And I, I mean, it could be worse. It's not like they're saying he's less of a guy because of all the stuff. they Colton, in the, in the episode, they did take a minute for Colton to address, you know, the people's, I guess, response to him becoming The Bachelor. Um, and... You know, it's, I don't know. I haven't seen it, like, I don't think it's that mean yet. It could get worse if they, you know, don't slow down, don't, I guess, up the sensitivity for this issue. But I don't know. I think it's, it could be worse. I'm I'm not completely against the whole, the whole thing yet. I think it's not meant to be, but they're walking a very odd line oh yeah just as part of like what the show is is i feel like most of their viewer base are very christian women who are looking for that love story like talking Mm -hmm. about religion isn't even something that really happens on the show because they don't want to alienate any of their viewer base and Mm -hmm. i think for colton's by how he spoke about how he grew up or so on even if it's not a religious thing now i think you can tell that based on his community and the like it probably originally started as a religious decision and he just you know Mm -hmm. hadn't changed his mind or by the time he did change his mind he wasn't in a place where he felt comfortable losing his virginity he was already out of college and yeah he was was already focused on sports and if sports became his life and he wasn't really focused on relationships he probably wasn't in a place where he ever felt comfortable doing it which is perfectly fine but Mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of the people that go on the show are the kind of people that you know have had sex when they were younger and once again there's nothing wrong Mm -hmm. with that but the show is trying to walk this boundary of like kind of pandering to its super christian fan base of going of course it's totally fine that he did that because god and all those things that we're not saying on tv because we don't want Mm -hmm. to alienate the other side which are hooking up a lot and hookup culture hookup culture is a big part of america these days even if it's not necessarily the most healthy all the time so i feel Mm -hmm. like when they tend to go a little bit vicious, I would say that some of them can be a little more on like the meaner side is when they've, you know, given their time to trying to say like, oh, it's fine. Like we support Colt and everything he does. But for you hookup people that like have had a lot of sex, know that he's kind of stupid and you don't understand it. But, you know, it's really fine because Christian. But at the same time, you know that, you know, he's going to be terrible in bed, ladies. So be prepared. At least he's got abs. And I feel like, they're walking this weird line of overly sexualizing him at the same time as trying to soften him out. And I don't think they're yeah. handling it well. Yeah, it's 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 weird. And it's, I don't know, it, it it was bad. 
but I don't think it was as bad as, frankly, I was expecting. I was expecting it to be, like, really rough. Like, some of it, like, some of what the girls, you know, saying as they, you know, walk on would be, like, maliciously bad. Yeah. Like, completely, completely insensitive, completely not good, not whatever. And I feel like it was, you know, the worst it got were just some bad jokes. Yeah, I feel like the reason why I'm probably saying that it seemed meaner than it probably was was just you could tell how tired he was of it by at least halfway through the true. night. That, that and and that's true. more what I'm picking up on is like I don't think Chris meant anything to come off as mean. And I don't think the girls meant anything to come off as mean. But by allowing it to be... just because everyone was doing it. Everyone it is doing it by the end yeah. of that. You can oh, yeah, see totally. every time he could tell someone was about to make a joke, you just see a little piece of him die inside. Yeah. I mean, I think it was actually cool that at first and as the night went on, some of the entrances actually made him feel or like were actually like funny new takes on it. I'm not going to, again, talk about which ones. Yeah. I don't think he disliked all of them. I think it's just the way in which the girls were uncomfortable as they were talking about it for a lot of them, I think made it worse. Whereas if the girls were just like, oh yeah, funny virgin joke. Or like if the other girl who had, you know, only been kissed three times or something like that came forth and was just like, oh yeah, you virginity, me virginity. It would have been lighter. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there was an uncomfort with a lot of the girls as they tried to, to like they, joke about it. They were trying it. too hard to come up with something that was clever, but not, you know, they were just too in their head with some of the stuff. And also... That's uh, compounded with the fact that this is a really nerve-wracking experience. Mm-hmm. You know, most people that I have heard interviewed, you know, talk about. I mean, Colton said this when he when he leaves the limo or, or left the limo for the first time, he blacked out. It's a really nerve-wracking experience that I'm sure that nerves and uncomfortableness probably highlighted the uncomfortableness that's already there with making these types of jokes. Mm-hmm. And so. it's going to be a sensitive topic for him no matter what because he's not going to want to talk about most likely I would <laughs> bet the religious part of it that I I could be wrong but I believe was like a part of it as his childhood because you can see that wherever he was then he isn't there now and he doesn't want to yeah. go back to like going super in depth about his past or his past experiences. He wanted to mention it the once and never again and the more people keep trying to ask him about why are you like this the more he's going to feel like he has to defend himself. And that's not a position anyone wants to be in on live TV. Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I was listening to, a, to a, another podcast earlier today. Shouts to the Bachelor Party podcast um, with Juliet uh, Littman and her guest, David Jacoby. They were actually, it's, that podcast is through the Ringer Network, which is traditionally a sports website. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of funny, you know, to change the topic a little bit, they were talking about Colton's decision to be, you know, a virgin and like why, you know, he, once he like became a professional athlete, he was like, I have to focus on being a professional athlete. That being said, he was, you know, only on the practice squad, Mm -hmm. you know, for teams and he never suited up for a game and is only really like three, four months a year where you're playing football. And then there's the rest of the year where I guess he's still working out. But if you're working out more than three hours a day, every day, that's, that's not healthy, even if you are a professional athlete. So it was just kind of funny to look at the, I guess, the mechanics behind whether and like how he was actually thinking about it. I think there's prob- there's definitely more to it rather than he's just, I'm busy. Yeah. It's, sports is definitely part, you know, mental part, you know, 
He's just not ready. He's waiting for the right person. But yeah. I, I mean, you can cool you can see it from the perspective also, I think, of like we've seen him break down on Bachelor in Paradise talking about how much pressure he was under and trying to like mm-hmm. be the right kind of person. And there also plays into yeah. it the sense that virginity doesn't mean the same thing to everyone and sex doesn't necessarily mean the same thing to everyone there are lots of different definitions for what some people consider sex and what other people consider sex because the overall definition of you know vaginal penetration and all of that is a very heteronormative topic so in the last Mm -hmm. like 10 years or so the idea of like what sex is and what that kind of intimacy is has broadened which is a really good thing because it takes you know one a lot of the heteronormativity out of it to a lot of the mm-hmm. pressure out of it and being a virgin so we don't necessarily know what his definition of virginity is and what his choices have made or like what kind of behaviors that he did in order to still feel like he was being the successful proper son from a very religious background so sure what some people might be considering his perspective of virginity of having done absolutely nothing but maybe kiss a couple of times might not necessarily mm-hmm. be true but it's also not going to be the kind of thing he's going to want to talk about in live TV and not the kind of thing the Bachelor is going to want to get as in-depth in. Because we've seen the reactions that happen when like some of the girls or guys talk about what actually goes on in the fantasy suite. And that's not going to mm. be the kind of thing he's going to want to start this season out with. Of like, here's the exact things that I've done. Here's how many people I have been intimate with. Here's why I haven't been intimate with other people in that manner yeah. and the like. So he's in a really uncomfortable position in The Bachelor of like, wanting to talk a lot about sex but also not wanting to talk about sex at all yeah yeah and it's definitely gonna be a slow burn this season with what actually gets revealed and how much and you know what what comes out but it's definitely something that's gonna be playing a big part of, of the show um how much do you of a factor or I, I guess like what when do you think is going to be playing a factor throughout the rest of the season I feel like towards the beginning, it's going to be a lot because it's going to be something on the mind of a Mm -hmm. lot of the girls, especially the ones that aren't making like big connections with him. It's kind of, I feel like going to be a spectrum of the girls that aren't really connecting with him at all. They're going to focus in on it a lot and maybe going, if Mm -hmm. I'm super sexual, maybe will that attract his attention? And the girls that he's really getting that chemistry with are going to be thinking about like, well, what if I go to the fantasy suite? What will happen? And I feel like the girl's kind of in the middle of that where they're getting some sort of bond with him, but not enough are kind of going to be like, hey, guys, like, don't worry about it. Like, we're not thinking about the fantasy suite yet. Think about your immediate mm-hmm. relationship. And yeah, I mean, I hey, go ahead. You go. You go ahead. No, I, I was, you know, just thinking about, I guess, logistically, I don't know if that's the right word. But, you know, I think there's certain moments, uh, I guess, throughout the season that I think is going to be, I guess, kind of amped up. I think there's two cast members or, I guess, uh, bachelorette contestants or Mm -hmm. bachelor contestants that I think they're going to have at least one episode each where it's going to be brought up, the whole Mm -hmm. virginity thing, either for Heather, um, what's her last name? Whatever, Heather, um, the never been kissed girl. Yes. Uh, when she leaves, it's going to be, you know, a thing. Uh, or not even not when she leaves, but right before she leaves, or she's going to have an episode where like she confronts it with Colton. And that's what yeah. we talked about. I think that might actually be, you know, a more positive episode in, in terms of portraying virginity than some of the others, just because it's, you know, two people that have made this choice. That might actually be one of the more open 
in honest conversations because they can relate that way. Um, but the other episode is going to be some episode related uh, to uh, Demi. I was going to say Demi. You could tell just by the way she was talking about his virginity that I, I feel like for her, it's not a sense of like, oh, I'm a little bit afraid that maybe we won't connect in that kind of manner. I feel like for her, mm. she sees it as a challenge. And I don't think that's necessarily like a good perspective for her to have. And I think that's going to be what perhaps stops her from making it super far in the show is eventually yeah. she's going to say something I would probably say about midway through the season, like close enough that hometowns are like in sight, but not close enough for her to be a real hometown contestant where she's going to yeah. well, come I mean, out think- and say something way too obvious. And he's going to be like, okay, this is a line for me and you've crossed it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we're, I mean, we'll get into her a little bit more when we go through the girls one by one. Um, but I, I, I agree with most of what you said. She's going to either go too far or not go, or she's going to cross some boundaries for some of the other girls, if not Colton. Mm-hmm. But um, all that uh, will be ahead on the season. Um, and then also the Fantasy Suite episode. That's the other time when it's going to become a deal. A big deal just because it's that's the point of that episode, basically. Yeah. I think even and, the episode before, because they're going to start ramping up for it. I feel like true. Probably hometowns will have yeah hints of hints of that. Because I feel like during hometowns they're going to discuss. Oh, if I make it to the fantasy suite, like what perspective do you want? Like what? How are we handling this together? And there might be an, a point where one of the girls who might be a fantasy suite contestant might freak out or something like that before she even gets yeah. there and goes like I'm not sure that I want to take this step with you or that you're ready to take the step and there's going to be some awkward conversation during hometowns mm-hmm. yeah because I feel like once Gosh. we hit the fantasy suites like all three of them know either nothing is going down or something is going down but they're going into it with their eyes wide open I think hometowns or even maybe slightly before hometowns the contestants are at least going to have to start thinking about like that having that conversation with Colton. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay, well, before we transition our conversation into the individual girls and their entrances and all that, uh, I wanted to ask, what were your thoughts on, I guess, just the episode as a whole? Not what happened, I guess, in the mansion or outside of the mansion, but what do you think of the production? They had... It was a live show with, I think, four or five different cities all at the same time. What were your thoughts on that whole, I guess, vehicle to deliver The Bachelor? I, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I might be in the minority on this, but mm-hmm. it felt like a New Year's Eve ripoff party kind of thing. Like, the, the flipping in between the different parties and the things felt very much like they and were And the putting, different celebrities. And, yeah. Yeah. Felt like they were trying to put, like, Chris Harrison up as the next, like, Ryan Seacrest and it it was kind of awkward, honestly. Like, I feel like Chris and, like, Crystal were not having a great time in that hot tub, despite, like, what they're trying to portray. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I live in Los Angeles, and it was it was chilly. Oh, yeah. Last. It was, like, in, it was in the low 50s, and they had to be outside in a hot tub. And all of those girls with all lining up in those yeah. bikinis. Yeah, and there, there, there's also so, so, some guys there, too, but, like, it's still all those people with barely any clothing on in like the mid 50s just to get wet and oh, it just it sound it seemed painful it really did seem painful yeah the proposals were kind of weird like i'm i'm very happy for them like this is not to say i'm not like you go guys you want to get married go get married i support you but it it 
So this is going to play into a bit what I think is going to happen to the season. So I'm going to mm-hmm. push off a little bit of what I'm going to say till later. Gotcha. But it, it seems very much like they're overhyping it. Like they knew Colton wasn't going to be like a, a favorite contestant. And they were 100% mm-hmm. doing it for the virginity over some of the other people who could have made great bachelors. So I feel like mm-hmm. they heard the backlash. They know that most of the people that turning in are actually more frustrated about the virginity like storyline than they are like super pro virginity like storyline for a myriad of different yeah. reasons. So I feel like they're trying to push and say like, see Bachelor Nation, we are giving what you what you want. Just because you individual watcher might not be a fan of Colton in this season doesn't mean that all these people we've surrounded you with aren't like loving it. Look, Colton is loved mm-hmm. by all of the previous Bachelor contestants. You just don't understand how close and amazing this family is yeah i mean i i get where you're coming from uh i don't think it was to play up colton i think it was rather more to you know get at the extra hour of ads frankly yeah um and i think it also wasn't a i i mean first of all i don't think you're in the minority and thinking it wasn't great there was lots of people, you know, my sister was texting me last night saying that it was really boring and there was pl- plenty of Twitter, you know, responses confused as to why it was took so long. But I, did, I didn't mind it as much as I think most people did uh, just because, I don't know, it's, I was just excited for Bachelor content. Um, and, you know, I, I listened to uh, Ashley I's, you know, podcast mm-hmm. for, you know, outside of the episode. So I just I just take all the content that I can. Um, I think it, there was some weird parts. Um, I did think the Chris Harrison stuff, I didn't think it was actually too much, I thought, because he is yeah, no, the one I constant in the show. Chris he's, he's been around since the front. Chris Harrison was great. They added the whole montage with his mom. It was all good. I'm fully in support of all the Chris Harrison stuff. Uh, it did take a while to get the show started, but it's fine. I was cool with it. I think what read as most awkward for me is I wanted more actual Bachelor content. So if the parties mm-hmm. were all different Bachelor contestants, like if you got, you know, half the girls from Ari season together and watching them make comments or like a bunch of guys from Colton season, like giving tips or like yeah. a room full of previous Bachelors giving tips, it would be great. Rather I than think just hyping up the crowd around them. Yeah, I think it was just like yeah. having the fans and pulling out random women to ask them why they liked Colton better. That felt like they were trying to like hype them up or like at least hype up the audience and say even if you aren't that much of a fan look at these people who are huge fans look at the sign saying like we love sexy virgins and stuff like that it seems like they were over peddling it there i had more fun listening to like ashley i like talk with jared than i did like Mm -hmm. watching the different fans freak out yeah i I would have been nice if they had a little bit more actual content from people on the show you know it's great that they had the fan stuff which, you know, it was great. I thought the proposals, you know, I liked them. I think more than you did. And it was just nice because love is good. I don't mm-hmm. know. It they was, felt kind of forced, just, which is why I wasn't a well, fan. Well, I mean, they, they were forced in, I guess, the production of it. But um, the, the second one that was at the house party. Yeah, that felt wonderful. Uh, that one, not necessarily the couples, like his reaction to each other, but the background because it's just all their friends. Mm-hmm. Like there was one girl sitting on the couch that was just blown away that this was happening, and it was just it was just fun to see all their reactions, you know. And also just seeing, I, oh, Kendall was also in the background. Like she 
as usual has big reactions to stuff mm-hmm. so it was it was just you know seeing everyone experience that moment was that was cool i like that but um cool all right so that ready to get into our discussion uh, of the girls very ready okay all right we're gonna go down alphabetically because that is how my cheat sheet is organized um, and we're going to uh, talk about them uh, in this episode and give a little bit of background as a preview, uh, or not maybe not a preview, but talk about their background, talk about what they did in this episode and all that. So first things first, we have Alex Bloomberg, or Blumberg. She is a dog rescuer from Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, do you have any reactions to her? Honestly, I didn't hugely remember her exit. I think she kind of blended in with the other girls. I think off the top of my head, she was the one who brought the photo of her and her dog. No. No. Uh, she, uh, Alex B, had, uh, she brought out the cards, kind of like Love Actually. Oh. Uh, did that, but she was also sick, so she couldn't talk, which is probably why you don't remember her that well. Yeah, because... I think my stream like flashed out. I missed a couple of the exits. Yeah, it was. she had a very quick you know, very quick, I guess, uh, exit from the limo. Uh, you know, it was just kind of in passing, but yeah, she did what she had to do. She, I mean, what she, she's actually like a legit dog rescuer. She saves, like, rather than, you know, just adopting a couple dogs now and then, like, she's goes out and, you know, she saved almost 5,000 dogs from, you know, animal shelters that don't keep their dogs alive. Yeah, she seems kill shelters or whatever. She seemed really so she, she seems like she's a good person. Yeah, she has a very large mouth. I did notice that. Very big smile. Very big smile, uh, especially in her photo, um, given uh, Olivia Cardi from uh, Ben Higgins season uh, run for her money. Um, but yeah, we didn't get that much from her, but she is still kicking in this competition. So cool. I like her. I don't really have any other. Yeah, she seemed fine. She's one of those where, like, when you saw her around the house, you went, like, oh, yeah, like, she looks like a sweetheart. Like, she's beautiful. She's got a very nice smile. She seems to get along with the other girls. But she didn't necessarily Mm -hmm. stand out, necessarily. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's hard to stand out when you can't talk, so. Yeah. The fact that she made it through having not been able to talk was, like, fairly, like, kudos to her. Yeah, I mean, it's, she's a pretty girl, and Colton tends to like those, so. It's true. Yeah. Okay, next up, different Alex. We're going with Alex Dillon, Alex D. She uh, is a sloth from Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, yeah, uh, she's she's one of my favorites. Um, that limo entrance. It was incredible. It, it was one of those where I almost didn't know how to feel because on the one hand, like man did Colton look uncomfortable for a lot of it Mm -hmm. but on the other hand like regardless of how uncomfortable he looked she committed like there was a point like partway through Mm -hmm. where she could have just you know sped up like started walking normally and just been like yeah that was my cool joke but man Mm -hmm. she owned it there I mean my favorite moment of the entire episode when she's walking out of the truck or, or out of the limo and she and she says I heard you like to take things slow. And then Colton jumps and is like, I do. Yes, Lee. And she just, because she didn't finish the word. It was just so good. It was like he, he, he set him up to cut her off and then she finished the word. It's just. 
I really hope <sighs> with every fiber of my being that she was completely sober doing that. I don't want her to have had a single glass of alcohol, no drugs, nothing. I want this just to be who she is as a person. And if it yeah, is, I mean, that would make me so happy beyond belief. Yeah, and I think with her, the reason why I love her as much as I do is because she did something that, I mean, you touched on it, but it's one of the things that I respect the most and love the most about people who like do funny, silly things. She committed to the bit. Yeah. And and, and, and you say that like you could have like halfway through her walk could have like sped it up and like changed the tone of the conversation. She literally for the entire first half of the night until she met Colton stayed in character. She climbed a tree. Fully. She climbed a tree. She climbed in a fucking heels. tree. In, in heels. heels. And a sloth costume just to... Because she could. And it's can just, I say her makeup, her hair, and her dress were still perfect when she took that sloth costume off. Yeah. I mean, all all of that. And she's a Boston sports fan. I, it's harder for me to think of a more perfect contestant on this show. But... Alas. I'm sad that she's gone. I I knew, I think, after, like, I watched Carlton's face as she started making the slowly joke and he realized where it was going and that it wasn't just a funny costume, it was also a virginity <laughs> joke. I knew, like, straight away that she wasn't going to stay. But I still, I had that hope. I had that small bit of hope. Well, I, I, I think Colton, that joke, like, it wasn't as bad as some of the other jokes because it's just, like, some people move. I don't know. I, I feel like it wasn't like on the nose as some of the other ones that we are going to talk about. It was just a quick, a quick joke. I think it was well, not, the length it was of very time slow that joke. made him uncomfortable more than anything. Yeah, it was else. because she committed so hard. Um, but like as she was walking away, Colton did comment that it was, it, it was well done. It obviously didn't work, um, but. I, I thought it was great. I think it was one of those moments also where if once she'd taken the soft costume off, like they'd had a moment of connection, she might have stuck around so we could get to know her better. But I think yeah. also you could watch, see, like, see during that conversation that, like, they're both lovely people, but there just wasn't that spark the way there was when you talked to some of the other girls. And they were both trying. Yeah. It just wasn't quite there. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, like, when she took the mask off, I think... She, it was either nerves plus probably some 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 alcoholic influence but she was like well i love this i love my hometown i love this i love that i love just it was it seemed like a really awkward conversation and like more so than just you know yeah you could see that she was not quite able to like she was so focused on trying to get words out and say something and like cover all the bases yeah. that they I don't think she even really talked about him very much and I feel like on mm. the first night as much as you want to tell him th things about yourself you want to get to know more about him and make him feel like you know he's being listened to because that's the best way to like form that connection yes. with someone is oh, make is... them feel like they're being heard very true um okay so Let's move on to the next up, uh, Angelique Sherman, marketing salesperson from Hamilton, New Jersey, 28 years old. Uh, she wore a glittery dress that could have rubbed off some sequins onto Colton, and then that's, that's about it. I don't 
Yeah, I didn't really remember her having very many conversations with anyone. There was that moment where they all acknowledged that everyone was wearing glitter and sequins, and then she kind of just yeah. faded into the background. Yeah, she was part of, I think, that montage of girls wearing glittery stuff. So, uh, is what it is. Um, all right, next up, Annie Weirden. Uh, you may recognize her because she was on Ellen when uh, Colton, I guess, got to meet got to meet his first three girls. Um, so there's that. Uh, it, she, her, her entrance was, they just talked about her appearance on Ellen or like reminisced about one of the things that she had to answer, right? About football. Yeah. And then she kind of disappeared for the rest of the episode. I feel like she was one of the ones where once you saw her, you kind of knew that she was going to make it through the first night. Like there wasn't that pressure of is Annie going to make it? Is Annie not going to make it? Cause she's yeah. very pretty. You could tell Colton was attracted to her and they had at least that moment of Ellen as well to kind of back up any time that she got yeah. that night. Exactly. Okay, cool. Next uh, is Brie Barnes, 24 year old model from Los Angeles, California. Uh, she was the one that came out with the fake Australian accent. Girl committed, and I appreciate that. Well, I'm not sure how far she did commit because she she the definitely sloth told, kept the slot going. She I definitely don't, did. Told she tell Colton? Colton. Yeah, they released. I think a bloop, not a bloopers, but like a cut scene. I think earlier today. Oh, uh, I, I didn't see that. Yeah, I wish they'd included that during the episode. Honestly. Yeah, it's, that was the material that I needed because uh, I, you know, I, I needed to know, and you know, well, I guess now I do. So that's good. My favorite part about her conversation with Colton uh, is, you know, she comes out, she, you know, talking in her accent. He he says, "You have a nice accent. Where where are you from?" And she responds, "The accent the accent is Australian." Oh yeah. Not saying where she's from is just such a wonderful deflection that he did not pick up on. That it's props go to her. Oh yeah, like she set it up so it doesn't seem like she was lying to him. It was still really funny, and then it still opens I mean, a conversation didn't. of. You know, where is she from? I wish that she'd picked a new accent every, like, night. That would be great. If, like, every, like, episode she was in, like, one day she's Australian, the next day she's French, and you just get to That'd see her funny. in the house, like, frantically learning these new accents before she talks to him. Yeah, and she had the moment back at, for the live portion where she was talking to uh, uh, the two people from Winter Games, uh, Courtney and Lily, who are from Australia, uh, and could judge her accent, you know, at face value. It was kind of funny because, uh, you know. They, it was all right. It was an all right accent. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was a very solid accent. As, you know, as, as Lily said, it just wasn't mean enough. Yeah, you could tell yeah. if you were from Australia that she wasn't Australian. But for anyone casually listening or Colton, as he's like he getting to no know idea. a ton of people, he probably just thought in his head like, wow, we managed to get an international person on this Bachelor? Like, episode this is great yeah yeah all right cool next up kaylin miller keys kaylin uh is 23 year old miss north carolina 2018 uh from charlotte north carolina well uh, not technically she is actually miss underwood well her entrance was she wore out her uh miss north carolina sash and then flipped it around and it said Miss Underwood, which I thought was very clever. Good I use liked of it. props. Yeah, I thought it was a good entrance. However, she's from Virginia. Yeah. She, I guess, born and raised in Virginia, uh, went to college in Virginia, 
and then moved to North Carolina about a year ago. So if, this is kind of funny. I think she moved to North Carolina because the competition for Miss North Carolina was less than Virginia, which is pretty funny. I mean, girls got to do what girls got to do. That is true. And it worked because, you know, she is now, uh, or she got second place for uh, Miss USA. Yeah. I mean, go her. Pretty cool. And also fun tidbit. Uh, if Miss USA, the current Miss USA wins Miss Universe. She becomes Miss, Miss USA. Miss Nebraska. Then Kaylin becomes Miss USA, which is pretty crazy. Um, I appreciate like, like the pageant representation because we've got a lot of that. Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit about her more about her later when we get to uh, someone else who was also in the pageant circuit. Um, but before we move on, I just wanted to mention that her, she had a really good pageant smile, mm-hmm. and by that I mean her face always was like in a default forced smile and i could never really tell if it was genuine i don't think it was oh no as as a girl i can tell you straight off like you can see by the way her cheeks weren't moving and her eyes kind of stared directly in one place that was not a legitimate smile throughout i would say most of the night probably she was relying on it via nerves where instead of you know biting a lip or something like that she was just gonna keep smiling because you know yeah and, and she's hurt. a pageant contestant so Training. that's you know yeah and like from a distance it looks great and it looks like a pretty smile but like it, i don't know if cold noticed it but like it was it, it, it's it it seemed very forced to me at least so I feel like in the short conversation, he probably didn't. I think we only picked up on it because we got to see her doing it throughout the night at different times. And when your face, like, doesn't change throughout, like, eight hours of being exhausted and drinking. That's true. Then you know that it's not true. legitimate. That is true. I mean, I she did get a kiss from Colton, which is definitely something of note. Um, so He liked her. He liked her. It's, again, pr- pretty lady. Colton likes, Colton likes pageant people, so... Cool. All right, moving on to Bachelor Nation's second favorite, uh, Caitlin from uh, Toronto. Uh, Caitlin Clemens, a 25-year-old realtor from Toronto, Ontario. She uh, was the one that came out and uh, brought a balloon that did not look like a cherry, but was supposed to be a cherry, and popped it for Colton because it's funny. That, I guess that was one of the worst ones I would say in terms of virginity jokes of the night because there's no way that yeah. that is like cute. Like if a, yeah, it's, a guy did that mm-hmm. to a girl, you would see a lot of people up in arms about it. I would yeah, think. that'd be that'd be gross. Yeah, yeah. So I I would say even if she didn't mean it in like a gross way, it wasn't the best look. Yeah, and I think it would also she. Outside of just that, she was one of the most nervous people, I think, on night one. Like, you could tell she had a lot of nerves. Mm-hmm. So I think that just kind of made it more more awkward. Than, yeah. Uh, I think also, like, as soon as she did it and she saw his face, like, you could tell from most of the girls that did virginity jokes that they realized that it was not going over very well. But once you've done it, mm-hmm. like, the most you can do is just try to make up for it. It's like watching the guys who pulled, like, you know, Ari jokes and things like that when they got off the limo for Becca yeah. and they realize, oh no, this is too fresh. We made a terrible this decision. Be, yeah. This might be fine for, you know, 
for people who are watching at home, but probably not for my chances of actually forming a connection. Yeah, it's one of those where it's like, well, people will remember me, but Colton's not probably going to remember me in a great way. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if most of the girls who did a virginity joke and saw his reaction kind of just went like, well, I screwed the pooch on that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's is what it is. Uh, I forget if she had anything else memorable throughout the episode. I don't think so. I feel like she's one of the other ones that kind of like had her moment and then just blended into the background once more girls showed up. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Uh, Okay. Next up, we have uh, Casey Randolph, 23-year-old speech pathologist from Huntington Beach, California. I learned in this episode that basically means that she helps kids who struggle with speaking, you know, learn to talk, which I think is cool and it seems better. At least that way, saying it that way sounds cooler than speech pathologist, which sounds like just some type of scientist that studies people talking or whatever. I mean, it is technically what she does, but like the fact that she's actually helping, you know, kids and I feel like that's just, it's a cooler way of talking about it, I think. Can I just say that I think this girl is going to end up being way too good for Colton like girls got her bachelor yeah. she's 23 has a good job <laughs> like yeah. she's knows her shit if you forgive yeah. my french no your your french is welcome here this is th- this is explicit content um i mean not crazy explicit kids can well i don't know if kids should listen there's a lot of virginity talk but whatever it's fine pg-13 um, yeah she was uh the first intro video that we saw don't know if it means anything. It might. It might not. Um, but yeah, she apparently likes to surf and she likes helping, you know, helping kids, which the first part is sure, generic California girl. And second part is actually cool. Um, and so, I yeah. feel like she and Colton are definitely going to connect on that because he literally like runs a charity for children. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, her exit from the limo she brought a, a box of butterflies because, you know, she has butterflies because she's so nervous. Turns out all of the butterflies are dead. Or plastic depends on, you know, what you'd rather believe, but they're they're dead. Yeah. That's 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 what I'm going with. I'm sticking with that. It was still really um, cute, though. Like, of the entrances, that one was sweet because it got them talking about, like, nerves and, like, feeling that kind of connection bit. And I think he yeah. really appreciated it. Like, it was yeah, the I kind mean, of thing that's memorable, but not in a weird way. That being said, a lot of, I guess, people walk up in generic, oh, I'm so nervous. And that's their conversation. Yeah. Um, you know, it, I think she took it to another level. So it was a little more memorable, which was good. There was also a very telling thing that he did, which is why Cassie might be sticking around for a little bit. Colton picked up one of the butterflies after she walked away, put it in his jacket pocket. Yep. Don't know what that means, but... And he thinks she's pretty. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Cool. Uh, anything else? Oh, she... Two two other things, just fun facts about her. Uh, she is following uh, one of the other contestants, Heather Martin, uh, on Instagram. He apparently went to the same uh, college. And uh, her sister, Michelle, is dating Greg uh, Skulkin, who is... You know, but an actor who's doing stuff and yeah. people consider him very attractive. So 
Uh, he's, I think, currently Chase in the Runaways TV show, which I figured if we had an episode about that a while ago, but Marvel show, I like yeah. him. He's good. Yeah. He was also a werewolf on Wizards of the Waverly Place, so. Nice. Good Kids going places. Yeah. Uh, cool. Next up, we have uh, DJ Agro. I'm going to throw in some air horns there so it sounds really cool. To do uh, <laughs> something like that. Something like that, uh, except cooler. Yeah. Because uh, she's a real DJ and deserves respect. Maybe. Um, so she brought her dog Lucy and just gives her to Colton. I just, that that is, I feel like that one must have been like producer, like backed in some way. Do you want, well, do sure you want the... my theory? Shoot. All right. I would bet that the reason why she's being so obviously a villain trope, because, you know, mm-hmm. she wasn't the least bit subtle about that, is she probably knew that she wasn't going to get super far in The Bachelor. Like, you you can tell for some contestants where no matter how lovely they are, they probably aren't mm-hmm. going to be in the final four. And bargained ability to bring her dog for being their obvious, like, starting villain of the series. And while they waited for, like, other people to kind of fill in that role. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I mean, because she... Uh, when I guess after all the girls got into the house, she did steal Colton four times, which is unprecedented. It's it's kind of crazy. Um, yeah, but she went for it, and Colton apparently was cool. He was like, okay, fine, bye, person. I'm currently talking to and haven't spoken to before, and hello, person. I've already talked to three times. It's it was, it was pretty crazy. It felt kind of weird honestly because i don't think they were really talking about much like i didn't get a sense that they were having a really in-depth conversation that he was super interested in and like we we've Mm -hmm. seen a lot of steal stealing happens a ton like we've seen especially especially in this first episode oh yeah i mean even in like re season like chelsea i think stole him at least once and then later crystal became the queen of stealing but the differences you could see with Ari and those are either he was having a really, really deep conversation with Chelsea and therefore he seemed fine with it. Mm-hmm. Or with Crystal, you could see that there was an obvious super physical attraction he had to her and they spent half of the yeah. time she stole him making out. And Colton didn't seem to have a super like physical desire for her like right off the bat. And they didn't seem to be talking about like deep things about their family or something like that. Yeah. So I mean, that could have been an editor choice to just keep it surface level mm-hmm. so they can just paint her as a quick villain but i wonder I if leads are allowed to say no when they're being stolen the first night because i feel they like are. are are they allowed to say no uh the, the the girls uh are allowed to express their disinterest in being stolen or by with him being stolen and colton is allowed to say no i wasn't sure because uh, i i feel like that would be a great way to cause drama just like from the outset because if the guy or girl or whoever isn't allowed to say no then you can have lots of stealing and have it seem like you know one person yeah, but then is more it becomes, yeah but I mean, then it just we don't gets know even if the worse, contestants but... know that he's allowed to say no yeah i mean well the thing is the contestants have no power over it they can just say you know no, no, they all want to seem like they're nice and friendly people so they don't protest and then colton's like okay sure whatever yeah, I feel so. like there's a better way to handle that. And once again, I'm not in that situation and I have not been consuming alcohol. So 
who knows Mm -hmm. but i feel like there there needs to be a middle ground of a polite way to say like yes in five minutes he will be yours and then kind of dismiss that has happened i'm pretty sure you know becca did that i'm pretty sure ari did that it's like hey we just sat down can we just have a couple more minutes and he's like okay cool yeah i was very surprised none of the girls did it for this round because it's one of the easy ways to look like you're being magnanimous but also put your foot down and they all kind of just seem like they were freaking out but not really felt like they were able to do anything about it yeah yeah it was not not great but whatever um but yeah uh any other thoughts about her i mean she was other than ceiling didn't really say anything is probably not going to be the biggest villain of the season because she's just very yeah. Uh, she's probably, probably going to be gone in a couple of weeks. Oh, that's what and, I was going to say is it felt like the rose that she got first night was very much a producer rose. Like Colton didn't seem super into her and the whole like last rose, will it be Catherine, will it not be Catherine seemed kind of like a producer plant just to give like yeah. the first one or two episodes some drama while the girls figured out their different relationship. Yeah. And it might have also just been that when Catherine was looking at the list of people, he, he remembered Catherine because she kept on stealing him. So she put him on the list. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, any other cool information? Uh, not really. I mean, she is a DJ, DJ Agro. Yeah. Uh, which is cool. Does uh, her, 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 she mostly works like for Maxim parties and stuff like that? That's the type of party she's DJing, which I guess makes sense. Um, oh yeah, totally forgot. Most important information. I'm not sure if she's running it. However, Lucy, her dog, mm-hmm. has her own has her own Twitter. Lucy the Batch Dog. I love her it. At Lucy the Batch Dog. Yeah. And that is, so far, it's only been a day. Uh, a, a fun follow. So. Honestly, also one of my favorite, like, pieces of the night was just watching Chris walk around with Lucy. Like, that was one of my favorite moments. Yep. I agree. Puppies are good. They knew what we wanted, and it was Chris Harrison taking a small dog for a walk. And I'm glad they delivered it. Yes, they did. They most certainly did. Okay, next up we have Courtney Curtis, a 23-year-old caterer from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and yeah, she's a legit caterer, even though she's young. She has a success. She based her career off of her Instagram catering, but like actually delivers the goods, apparently. So that's cool. She's got a her bachelor's. Exi- exactly. And she she left uh, the limo uh, with a sweet Georgia peach line. So she's definitely all about food and just gives him the... The peach because she's also a sweet Georgia peach is supposed to be. Um, yeah, it was fine. She didn't really have a huge part in this episode other than a couple of reactions and conversations. So is what it is. She did have one of my favorite ep- uh, lines of the episode though. Ooh, pray tell. After all of the girls, you know, finished walking in before Colton started to talk to them, uh, and she was freaking out like, "Well, we need to talk to Colton now because you know everyone's here." Uh, she says he needs to know. I'm not just a fruit. And I just. That's so valid. Like, such just, a valid. Like, yeah. Like, like she, she, she was like saying, I'm, you know, I don't want him to know me as the crazy fruit lady. I need to know I'm not just fruit. And it was, it was, I enjoyed it. It was, it was a good moment. She seemed good, very sweet. And I really liked her. Yeah. You seem nice. Okay. Uh, next up, we have uh, Demi Burnett, who. Is a 23-year-old interior designer from Red Oak, Texas, right outside of Dallas. What are your thoughts? There's there's too much to say. I'll let you just give your reactions. I 
I feel like she's gonna be another Corinne. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, just just the she she's the one with the mom who's in jail, right? Yes, her mom is in jail uh, for, for embezzlement. Embezzlement, embezzlement. Yeah, yeah I I just. The amount of balls it took that to put that on like live TV, like props, girl. Like everyone's going to mm-hmm. remember you. Yeah, and I think that was probably my guess is she already talked to her mom about it. Definitely, got her mom's permission to do that, uh, and also it was definitely part of her story to get her on the show. She probably used that when pitching to the producers. So. You can tell she's a girl who came from a lot of privilege and is not used to getting told no. Yeah, that sounds about right. It sounds like her. Well, well, actually, I'm not positive about that because her mom's been in you know jail for a large portion of her life. She had, was living with her dad and uh, her stepmom, which I'm sure there's plenty of pri- uh, privilege there, but I'm yeah. not sure how much privilege. Um, probably not like mega rich kid privilege, but. No, I wouldn't say like she's part of the 1%, but I think the way she was talking about her dad where she's like, oh, I've always stayed with him because he's always provided exactly what we needed and so on is the kind of sense of like, even if she's not given everything she's ever wanted, like I I feel like she has never really had opposition for most things. Like, Yeah, I mean, I I think uh, I kind of had the opposite reaction to that. It was more like, well, mom wasn't there to provide, but my stepdad was or my, my dad and my stepmom were still able to take care of me I, f- I feel like you know definitely there's some privilege in having you know two parents that provide for you definitely that's can't forget about that but i think it's not wasn't anything like more than that necessarily yeah. she doesn't seem like she been, was born but. with a silver spoon on her tongue but uh, i feel like it, she kind of got, gave the sense of privilege, even if she's not necessarily monetarily. And I think part of that might also, you know, come from if, you know, one parent is in jail and the other parents feel like they have to make up for it or something like that. Like, you mm-hmm. you can tell yeah. she's been well yeah. cared for, which is not a bad thing. Like, her parents obviously love her very much. Yeah. Well, with all that being said, that's probably not going to be the reason why she is one of the ones to watch this season. She is, like you mentioned, very much like Corinne, probably very and overtly sexual. Colton, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting seeing how that plays out. Um, she did have some uh, worries about Colton uh, because apparently Colton has never tried strawberry or chocolate cupcakes. And uh, and you, can't you know, date how a man is... who doesn't know his baked goods. Yeah, that's true. And also, she's confetti, and you know, it's he might like confetti better. She's a confetti cupcake, so. <laughs> I just I I have a strong feeling like she's gonna end up being like a mid season villain like the way on Ari season we saw Chelsea start out kind of seeming like she was gonna be the villainist and then, and then Crystal just kind mm-hmm. of rose up and took over and we're all like actually Chelsea's not that bad she just got a really strong negative edit like the first episode and I feel like it's yeah. gonna kind of be that way for this is. I don't feel like Catherine is going to last too long. I don't think she has the sparks with Colton to make her kind of stick around unless something really changes. And I feel like Mm -hmm. Demi, at least in the house, even if she gets a strong bond with Colton, is going to end up not being super well-liked. Yeah, she's going to be stirring up some trouble. Especially Um, if she doesn't talk about him respectfully, or at least how the other girls would consider respectful. I can see them, or mm -hmm. she makes like sexual comments or can't let go of the virginity aspect or something like that, and some of the girls get angry. I could see that causing sparks. 
Yeah, I mean, her line right out, I mean, she was the first person out of the limo, which mm-hmm. usually means a little something. Yeah. But her line was, I haven't dated a virgin since I was 12. That's a line. Which, it's, it definitely says something about her. I don't know exactly what, but. I, I feel like she and Colton are not necessarily going to be well matched unless there's something that like some spark that flies or some connection they make that is unexpected. I feel like Colton might glom on to her just because of all the blonde pretty girls in the house. She's the most, I guess, sexual. And I understand Colton has some, I guess, issues. Or, I mean, not issues, but, like, he's slower uh, with, you know, getting intimate with someone. But I feel like that just means there's going to be one person that he's going to kind of allow Mm -hmm. to, I guess. And I think Demi's going to be pushing for that. I think think also there's going to be the sense of, like, He's not going to want people saying that maybe there might be something. Because there, there's always the cultural thing that mm-hmm. when a man is a virgin, there must be something wrong. And that's not true at all. And it's stupid yeah. stigma. And I could go on for hours about all of the bullshit. But mm-hmm. I feel like if he comes across feeling like he has to be defensive, like he has to prove there's nothing wrong with him, I could feel like he might pick one girl, especially one girl who's most sexual, and be like, hey, look, I'm fine with what we're doing here. Like, I, we're not going to yeah. the fantasy suites yet. But yeah. like, look, we're... We're getting it on. We're making out. There's nothing wrong with me. Stop bringing it up kind of thing. So that it feels yeah. more like, you know, I deliberately made this choice and not like, oh, I might have had like issues with intimacy. And that's not to say that he did, but I have a feeling he's going to want to cut off any line of question on that side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so t- two other things of note. She was the first person to grab Colton after he had his, I guess, welcome speech. So that's, I guess, Cool. She takes the initiative. And I think he also remembered her name, which was nice when she did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this other completely random tidbit. Uh, she is an interior designer, but she can call herself that because she just works at the Pottery Barn. Ah. <laughs> which is which is pretty funny because there's like other interior designers who are like mid-20s who are actually interior designers. And she just, you know, sells bowls. Let me guess. She's a model. Well, I mean, of course. Yeah. But, um, yeah. All right, cool. Let's move on just because we have been going on for a little while and it is late. Um, Devin Gooden, she, a broadcast journalist from Oregon, and she was really glad that it was Colton. Yeah, I I feel like... Either she definitely didn't expect it to be Colton and was just covering, or it was so nervous she didn't know what else to say. Yeah, and some people just have, like, generic, oh, it's so nice to meet you because they just haven't thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. She seemed really sweet. I liked her. Yeah, I mean, she seemed fine. I don't don't have any strong opinions one way or another just because she didn't get that much time. Cool. Uh, Next up, we have Elise Delbaum. I think I said that right. Uh, I can't contradict you. Yeah. She has... She was just generic nervous. Yeah. She didn't really stand out one way or the other despite being the only redhead. Yeah. Also, she's from Alaska, so that's something. She's got to be feeling a lot warmer. That's very true. LA was probably good for her. 
Um, <laughs> cool. Uh, next up, we have Erica McNutt, 25-year-old recruiter from uh, Esenitas, California. I'm pretty sure I said that wrong, but that's all good. Um, yeah, she came in with a big bag of nuts. It was a good opening. Like, he remembered her name, and that's what mattered. Yeah, and remember her name. Way to get ahead of it, because also I'm sure her childhood must not have been very nice to her. That last name. Nuh-uh. Someone got bullied. Yeah, but she seemed like she got ahead of it and has a pretty good attitude about it, so good for her. Good, good, Good for the nut. I believe that she didn't move on, however. Did she move uh, on? No, she did. She, she did. did. Okay. Yeah, and we'll, we'll go back at the end and and recap everyone that was sent home. Yeah, I know one um, or two off the top of my head, but I couldn't remember. She kind of just blended in with the blonde squad. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Next up is Aaron Landry, twenty year old, twenty eight year old Cinderella from Plano, Texas. Oh, she's um, the one who didn't move on. I was thinking blonde e name. Yeah. So she came in with the Cinderella dress and carriage left her shoe with Colton, and then disappeared. Kind of. It was a start, a smart move, honestly. I was a yeah. little worried as to why she didn't just end up taking both shoes off. Because the while of walk, watching her like walk around with one shoe, mm-hmm. I was like, girl, there, there is better <laughs> things for you out there. Yeah. Yeah. So, cool. Uh, keep it moving. All right. Now we have someone interesting. Uh, Hannah Brown. She is a 23-year-old Miss Alabama from Tuscaloosa. Uh, She, fun fact, was roommates with Kaylin during the competition, which is pretty crazy, during during the Miss Miss America competition, which is pretty crazy. Something something tells me that there's going to be some sparks flying and not of the romantic kind. Yeah, between Hannah and Kaylin. There was a certain animosity towards each other like they had their fake smiles um but i think i mean of course these two people are going to be competing uh if not just based on like them and colton but just they're always going to be compared to each other yeah just because they're both you know miss america contestants and i wouldn't be surprised if they hadn't seen each other around before or like are constantly forced up to show up to the same kind of things yeah, so I they probably had a little bit of bad blood. And, you know, you could tell from their both of their fake smiles. That being said, Hannah's fake smile, I feel like, was more... I, her emotion... She wears her emotions more on her sleeve, so her fake smile, you could tell, was more, you know... It was cracking a little bit. It, it, it was it was cracking. It was, you know... Which I thought, thought is a, a good thing for her. You know, just because it shows that she has emotions versus I think Kaylin who was just kind of stayed steady. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, she also had an intro video. Uh, she has a strong Southern accent. And as the only one with that, that is kind of reminiscent of uh, some other girl from uh, the South, Tia, who also had a strong accent. Don't know how that's going to play. You could see the moment where Colton was like, please, God, let her not be from Wiener, Arkansas. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, like her her ex- exit from the from the limo was. She asked Colton, you know, guess where I'm from, and he was like, "Oh, please, no, not Arkansas." Uh, but you know, she's she's from Alabama, Roll Tide, uh, and yeah, she also must have been pretty sad last night, because 
Last night was also the college football championship, and Alabama lost by yeah. a good chunk. That might have been why her so. smile was cracking. She well, just... I, I mean, she, she she knew ahead of time uh, yeah. <laughs> what was going down. Um, yeah, so there's that. Also, it was kind of funny because I'm sure her family was not watching her episode. Oh, no. They were they definitely were. watching the football game. There's a good chance she was watching the football game. I would not be surprised if there were just moments where she slipped to go to the bathroom and when she was really doing was getting updates from a producer like, hey, hey, are they doing okay? Like, have have they made some kind of comeback? No. Okay. More alcohol. More alcohol. Well, no, no, no. The, the, uh, the, the game wasn't when they were recording. It was last night during the live episode. Oh, man. Yeah, so her family lives Alabama, you know, East Coast or time zone. They were not watching their episode. They or they were not watching, you know, Hannah. They were watching. I mean, they if, were watching football. If is, she's made funny. it further into the competition, wouldn't she still be there right now? She's not home yet. Well, no, the season's done. Season's done? Season wrapped. Yeah. So I would bet she wasn't even watching herself. Probably not. Unle- one unless... If she wins. True. So then she probably was watching, but cool. Um, Yeah, but definitely you could tell there's competition between her and Kaylin. That's all I have to say. She seemed super friendly and high energy, which, yeah. Cool. Next up, the other Hannah, Hannah Godwin. She's a content creator from Birmingham, Alabama. And... uh, Basically, just means she has a cool Instagram account. Um, she did manage to get the first impression, Rose. She did. Uh, which, you know, they had a good, solid conversation. Uh, also, uh, her entrance from or her exit from the limo was pretty clever. She brought Colton's favorite type of underwear, and this was, I guess, a callback to Paradise because um, he doesn't like wearing underwear. He just brought him an empty box, which I thought I thought that was kind of funny. Colton thought it was kind of funny. And then also as she was walking away, he did mention that she was gorgeous. So he's, you know. She had a good way of wasn't... being memorable in a saucy way without making fun of him. Or at least poking yeah, fun in a very true. lighthearted that way. That is true. She was the one person that was able to make, you know, a sexual joke without bringing up his virginity. Which points points to her. Yeah. I would not be surprised if that might have been one of the reasons why he wanted to give her the first impression, Rose, was just she handled everything in a very mature way while both being, you know, really good to talk to and really beautiful. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Uh, So next up, uh, we have Heather Martin, 22-year-old, never been kissed, from Carlsbad, California. Uh, she had an intro video, pretty much said she loves the beach and that she's a virgin. Uh, and then had a moment where she said, or when, when she exited limbo, she told him that she wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him, which makes sense as they are both virgins. Mm-hmm. And she also ended up wearing the same dress as Laura. That must have been an awkward moment. Yeah. Because half the time, the dresses are to stand out. Because if you don't know what everyone's names are, it's going to be that girl in the purple sparkly dress or like that girl wearing yellow. So if you're wearing the exact same dress as someone else, unless you have some like an either really good limo exit or really like specific conversation with him, you're Mm going to blend in with the other girl wearing the same dress. Yeah. And uh, the other, I mean, at least she had different hair. Yeah. She's blonde and the uh, Laura has, you know, brunette hair, but. Yeah, um, she didn't do that much this episode, but seemed nice, friendly, whatever. Um, yeah, uh, next up, we have uh, Jane. 
uh, Jane Aver, uh, or Aver or whatever, um, she brought a Photoshop picture. This is the one with the Photoshop picture of her dog and Colton's dog. Um, yeah, and then she didn't really do anything else the rest of the night. And also, she's just kind of invisible on social media, so I, mean, I don't have any more news to add. It's kind of the smart thing to be, honestly. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's some stuff about it, out about it now, but when I was first looking up everyone on the show, uh, she didn't even have a last name because they couldn't figure it out because they couldn't find any of her social media, partially because... She went by Jane on the show, but her real name is uh, Adrienne. Her Adrienne. I mean, that's which... honestly really clever. Like, if you don't want people stalking you and you're not a huge, like, Instagram person, the best thing you can be is off the grid. Yeah. But it's, I don't know. It's, it's what it is. I mean, she has come out and said what her name is now. She's told people. It's just that people, the producers didn't know that she actually went by a different name. But whatever, she didn't really do much of this episode. Let's keep it moving because time and it's late. Uh, Katie Morton, 26-year-old medical sales rep from Sherman Oaks, California. Uh, she was the one that was dancing and working out in her intro video. And oh, she also did something that I thought was pretty funny. She described Colton uh, in pretty much the most generic way. as like blonde hair, green eyes, you know, strong. It's kind of funny. You know, I have a specific type. Yeah. It's just like, oh, it's, you know, generic hot guy. Sure. That's, that is a specific type. Okay. But her type is probably only the generic hot guy. So if you get anyone who looks unique, like, you know, a specific jawline that isn't the generic one, she's uninterested. If you don't look like every other white guy out there or any other generic guy. That's probably fair. Yeah. Um, what were you? What, what were your thoughts about her? She was I, the one that had the uh, V card magic trick. Yeah, I think the V card one didn't go over as well, but it wasn't as bad as the cherry popping. Like at that point, he kind of knew yeah, this stuff was not, coming. Not, not the worst. Yeah, yeah. It, honestly, her inter like her introduction video was very bright, cheerful, chirpy, made you want to get to know her more. So even though I didn't see mm-hmm. her a lot during the episode, I was like, oh, this is one of the girls that I kind of want to watch. Like I feel like when she gets more time to have her personality shine through more, she's gonna really hit it off of Colton. I think. Sure. Okay, cool. Next up, uh, Kerpa Acidic. I think I said that right. Uh, if not, sorry. Um, she's a 26-year-old dental hygienist from Whittier, California. She had, I think, the worst... Actually, not the worst intro video, but it started from a shot from inside someone's mouth. And just a quick note to the producers. That's gross. Please, please don't. You could tell they were trying to be unique and they just failed. I mean, like, they took a shot, which I guess I'm not mad at, but it was, it was yucky. Um, but yeah, she's a dental hygienist, so I guess they had to show that. Um, they also showed her family uh, and the two dogs, and there's also a dog that was under the table when all the family was gathered, and it was a super cute puppy, so I liked that dog. A-plus puppy. Felt, felt like it was important to say. And then she also exited the limo, super generic, excited to be there, and happy that it's cool. Yeah, uh, once again, she's one of those where I saw the video and I was like, she has a really great personality. I can't wait to see if she hits it off of Colton. I feel like if mm-hmm. nothing else, I don't think she's going to be eliminated in the like next week. She's got some time. She's just got to you know, put her personality out there, see if she can make that connection. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, all right, next up, we have Laura Pellerito, a 26-year-old accountant from Los Angeles, California. Uh, she exited the limo and said she was from Dallas and wore the same dress as Heather and then, I guess, disappeared. That's, that's about it. Yeah. 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 Any other thoughts, if not, any? Not really. She kind of blended in. For a bit of time, I had trouble telling the difference between her and Jane. Generic. Generic brunette. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right. Next up, we have Nicole Lopez Alvar. My girl, Nicole. Yeah. 25-year-old social media coordinator from Miami, Florida. Uh, she... Uh, her intro video showed her and her family. Apparently, her family is really important to her. And also, her brother uh, suffers from autism. Uh, so you can see why she's so close with her family. Because they had, they've had to go through a lot. And, uh, you know, she really loves her family. So that's great for her. Family's awesome. I think Colton appreciates that as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, she also exited Luma with uh, her speaking Spanish to Colton. Uh, telling her that half of her heart is in Havana. And the other half, hopefully... As with Colton. I like that was a good reference. Like Yeah. That and she also probably likes Camila Cabello. That's what I was gonna say, is like she yeah. know it's great song, popular song, it's catchy. Number two, can I just say that I think it's hilarious that after she said like speaking Spanish is going to make me stand out and then it flashes to all the other contestants. So not all, yeah. but a whole bunch of them doing things in other languages. Yeah, there 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 was three different languages on this episode, and we'll get to those other two. Well, next is Nina uh, Bartula, who's, you know, from Croatian yeah. or from Croatia. So that's coming up next. Um, yeah. But before we move on to her, I will note that Nicole was a really good narrator. There was lots of moments where they just needed someone to talk about what was going on and they cut to her. Yeah. Which I think is very important for the show, if not for Colton, just because, you know, kind of carries it. It helps us like her more, um, get to know her. Uh, yeah. I have a feeling she's going to stick around for a while. She might not make it final four, I don't think, but she's got a strong enough personality. She's gorgeous. She's very smart. She's got her BA in broadcast journalism. So I have a feeling mm-hmm. that as long as she and he have some sort of chemistry, at least the producers are probably going to want to keep her on for a while, if nothing else, for the commentary. Yeah. I agree. Um, cool. Next up, uh, Nina Bartula. She's a 30-year-old sales account manager from Raleigh, North Carolina. Like I mentioned, she exited speaking Croatian. Um, that is about, about it. About it. That's all I can remember. You know. Blonde Squad. She looked exactly. Blonde Squad did what she could. Um, yeah. I mean, fun fact, she watches The Bachelor with her mom and her grandma, so that's cool um all right next up we have Anyeka. i really uh, she is a 24 year old it risk consultant from dallas texas uh, in her intro video she worked out talked about uh her strong connection with her family who's from originally from nigeria uh and uh i also noted that this that she likes talking and is pretty good at it um And the reason why I noted that is because I think, I don't know how well she'll do on this show, but when she eventually enters the world of Bachelor podcasts, 
I'm very excited to listen to her guest appearance, uh, appearances and potentially her own show. Just because she was really good at talking and I just want to, I would like listen to her talk about these things more. Yeah, I appreciate that she seemed to be the only girl that night with a real backbone in terms of like talking to Catherine. I don't think that'll oh, be yeah. successful for her long term because eventually she's going to have to know when to take a step back and let the sparks fly on their own so that she doesn't get mm-hmm. pulled into any messes with Colton. Because we all know the number one way to sink yourself on The Bachelor is making the guy feel like he has to do something. That as, is true. That's very true. As long as she can stay out of a he said, she said with Catherine, anything getting back to Colton about that, she'll be fine. She's got the backbone to stand up and not let anyone else walk over her time with him. I feel like she's got a strong personality and a lovely mm-hmm. personality. And I think she's going to get along very well with most of the other girls in the house. I agree. Uh, her exit from the limo uh, was she just told Colton how to pronounce his, her name, uh, which I don't know how I feel about that. It's th- there like was it. two. I like you it. thought it was good. I do because I I feel like there's always a risk because she has a unique name that you run into the whole laughing. Oh, he can't pronounce her name. Well, it doesn't matter. Is he going to give her a nickname? Does he have to say mm-hmm. her name properly? And she just kind of walked right in and cut through the bullshit and went, this is how you pronounce my name. This is how you pronounce the full name. You're going to learn it. And I'll let you call me by this nickname, but is the nickname that I have chosen. And I feel like yeah. that kind of passes around a lot of like shit that you see, especially from white men where they'll yeah. see like a more unique black name and go, oh, I'm just going to call you Letitia or something like that. And she made yeah, sure that that, that was not going to happen to her. The one thing that I will note, and I, I was listening to a podcast I talked about it earlier, the Bachelor Party podcast. Um, they did note that there were two girls, and I guess we'll talk about the other one in a second, uh, Tazwan who also has a name that her whole entrance was based around how to pronounce their name. And they mentioned that it kind of felt weird and not right that to that, like these girls have to come in and explain their name before they can explain anything else about themselves. And that's, you know, worth thinking about it's, you know, they didn't, there was no white girls that had to, you know, pronounce their name weird. It's, you know, it just kind of, I don't know if it felt, if, if it, felt weird it's something that i didn't really notice until it was brought up but then i kind of realized it but i feel like it reflects back to the overall diversity issue that the bachelor franchise has and i feel like they're trying to get better about it but when you don't have diverse contestants getting diverse contestants to be willing to come on the show if they know that they're not going to make it more than maybe the first or second week as all of the diversity just kind of gets shoved off makes it more difficult for them to be willing to come on and then makes Mm -hmm. a bigger comfort around them having to defend their presence there, which isn't fair to them. But at this point, I don't see the Bachelor franchise being very good about it. It's it's, it's not going to immediately get better with that overnight. But yeah, Yeah. you're right. I'm glad that at least it's a situation where they're at least able to feel comfortable going in and saying, this is my name. This is how you pronounce it. You better not mess up if i've taken the time to do this with you because now if he does there is no like oh well she has a difficult name and she's blended in with everyone else so i appreciate that there's there's that accountability happening but i wish it didn't have to yeah i mean and i think that colton is smart enough and the producers frankly are smart enough that 
you know, you're going to give him, you know, flashcards with how to pronounce their name. Yeah. Just so she can, you know, if not on the first night, then going forward, she'll, or he'll be able to, to get it. So that's whatever. Moving on to, uh, I guess, a more a couple more positive things um, about her. She had well, one of my favorite lines of the night right after she walked in after her, I guess, limo introduction to Colton. She said, Colton is a snack and I'm ready to eat. Mom is ready to eat. And I just, such a good line. Such I, a good I line. I feel like she, along with Nicole, are going to be the best commentators of the season so far. I just, yeah. I want to hear her perspectives on everything. I agree. Um, and also there was the her other line when she did, uh, you know, interrupt Catherine after Catherine, uh, inter- I guess, went back for seconds. She said, I heard you were drowning in some bitches. Uh, with a whistle and a snorkel, completing the whole uh, whole thing. It was, it was funny. I liked it. I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm Team Manyeka. Yeah. I want her to be the next Jordan, except actually have a connection with Colton. Sure. Well, I, I think it's I think it's different. I think Jordan is... True. Jordan, Jordan was it, oblivious about why, like, the person he I, was. Yeah, I think, I think Jordan's, like, living in a world of his own. There have been other contestants, you know, on other Bachelor contestants who have kind of been, you know, living on a world of his own. She feels more like, I don't know, it's, oh, she feels kind of like uh, Rachel Lindsay. Yeah. Uh, who, you know, went far in Nick's season. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know if Nick... Or I don't know if Colton has the same level of energy that would be able to keep up with, you know, Anyeka, but uh, that that Nick had, but it's. I feel like yeah. she'll make it a decent distance. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'm an Anyeka fan. Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, moving on. Uh, Rivian Chang, 24 year old nurse from Santa Monica, California. Uh, she uh, had actually, I thought, the best of the foreign language intros because she called him a stud muffin in Mandarin. And I thought that is delightful. So, yeah, she didn't go for something that was overtly like sweet or like fancy or anything like that, which I appreciate. Yeah. Cause that's going to make her stand out more than going like you are the light in the darkness or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, Girls got a BS in nursing, so let's also mark out as someone who is probably smarter than Colton and probably better than him. Yes. Oh, I, I think that list is most people. Most people. I mean, there there's a fewer there's a few more like models that haven't really like done degrees on here. I would say mm-hmm. than usual, but you've got your host of like the girls on here that have like completed their degrees, have completed difficult degrees. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, moving on next, Sydney uh, Lotuaco. I said that wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, but Sydney, 27-year-old uh, dancer, former dancer for the New York Knicks. Um, but she quit her job to come on the show with what she, what she, t- what she told Colton as she uh, exited the limo. So, yeah. Thoughts? I really like the dance that she did with Colton with teaching him the box step because that's a great way of getting intimate and touching him without having to get sexual or go in for the kiss on the first night. And also as someone who is a dancer teaching someone who is not good at dancing, it's a very simple, simple one that he he was able to pick up quickly. Uh, so he doesn't feel like he's being, you know, 
shown up. Yeah, I feel like in terms of first night connection, she did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she she did well. Um, cool. Uh, next up uh, is uh, Tazwan Hawkins. She uh, her limo exit was a. Uh, a a joke about the pronunciation of her name, telling Colton that uh, she is the Tazwan for you, uh, which was clever. It was cute. Um, yeah, and she also is a business develop associate for Lyft, so she's smart. Yeah. Yeah, so. And she's got a tattoo that says, I love bad ideas, and honestly, my kind of girl. I didn't see that. Or, wait, did, did I see that? I don't know. You did see I, that. I did see that. Uh, I like her. Yeah. I do. Too bad. Um, all right. Too bad. Exactly. Um, I also thought that she provided some, you know, interesting, fun commentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, next up, uh, uh, Tasha Adams, 28-year-old phlebotomist from Corona del Mar, California. Once again, um, smart girl. Smart girl. Uh, she draws blood for a living, which is probably oversimplifying what she does. Um but yeah, smart girl. Uh, and her, she was the second one out uh, of the car. Colton said she was beautiful as she walked away. Uh, but also her interest was kind of generic about, you know, her being nervous. And uh, also that she and Colton both care about kids. So Yeah, we, we didn't get to know that much about her, which I would say would <laughs> probably be my biggest complaint of the season so far is we've gotten to know I would say a couple of girls fairly well, but for the most part, I would say other than like Catherine and maybe like Cassie, they honestly all kind of blended together. Yeah, I mean, that it's still just the first episode. So yeah, not well, hopefully we like get it's... to know more about them as time goes on. I just found that that was something I missed the most out of the premiere episode is usually you get a better sense of the personalities of a lot of the girls, even if you don't know them very well. And I feel like we got a good look at two or three personalities and everyone else kind of was generic. Yeah. Yeah, that's that is. But yeah, I don't know. It's the first episode. There's still plenty of time to get to know everyone that's going to you know, come out, do stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. Last uh, Not and, least. Uh, well, no, I'll, I'll, I will say least pretty definitively. Um, she's a 31-year-old, or Tracy Shapoff, or Shapoff, doesn't matter, 31-year-old wardrobe stylist from Los Angeles, California. Uh, her exit was, she was the fashion police. Uh, she came with a car and uh, with handcuffs. So with, with a police car. So it was, it was clever. clever. Clever entrance. Um, but I don't like her because she says mean things. Yeah. Yeah. She is a trouble, well, not troubled, but, you know, she said some troubling things on Twitter, had to apologize it before the show came out. Uh, yeah, not great. Not great. Um, so probably because of that, I would say she is the least out of all the contestants. Um, but now we can transition, now that we've talked about everyone, about the people that were knocked off the show, and Tracy was one of those people. Uh, so, Yay. Yeah. Happy that bad people. It, it's, I mean, we won't have like a Lincoln have... situation or something like that where someone Not said yet. or did something. So far. So far, clean slate aside from Tracy. Yeah. I mean, I think it's right now we're in a similar situation as we were, I guess, with Becca's season. Because although we don't have Lincoln, we do have a Garrett. You know, someone who has said bad tweets in the past. Granted, Tracy was knocked off and Garrett ended up winning. 
and it probably ended up becoming a better person because Becca made him a better person. We hope. His, that's my hope, yeah. He was on the podcast with uh, uh, with Ben and Ashley I, uh, that I uh, that recapped the first episode and he seemed, you know, funny and like a good guy, but also he seemed like that throughout the entire show and he still did the, said the, or liked the bad tweets. But. Yeah, we won't know if he's learning until he either does something awful or makes some kind of statement. And the chances of him doing that are fairly low. One, because yeah. he's super in the public eye right now. And I would say the repercussions of doing something like that will be so much bigger that yeah, I feel I mean, like I, I, even if he hasn't changed, we're not going to know. I feel like if there, if he hasn't changed, there's probably going to be a change in his relationship. Yeah. You know? At some point, but whatever. Uh, let's move on to, uh, or maybe not happier things. We'll talk about the people that, or not talk about, at least mention the people. That's uh, what I'm trying to say. Mention the people that were knocked off the show. In addition to Tracy, uh, Tazwan was knocked out. Uh, Rivian Chang was knocked out as well. Uh, Laura Pellerito. Uh, Adrian slash Jane uh, Aver. Aaron Landry, Cinderella, uh, Devin Gooden, and uh, last and certainly not least, uh, probably most, last and most, uh, that's the thing I'm going to start, last and most, saving the best for last, Alex Dillon, broke my heart, um, because she's the best, and I wanted her to stay, and I think she should have stayed, but you can't have everything you want, Mm mm-hmm. Yeah, she's hopefully going to be coming on Paradise, and that should be fun. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah, we'll see. We will see. Um, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, those are all of the losers for this week. Uh, now let's talk about who we think is going to win. Do you have a uh, – or do, do you want to count down from top four? Go hometowns? Yeah. Let's do it go, that way? Let's go from hometowns. Cool. All right. Fourth place getting the fourth hometown date. Who do you think it's going to be? I want to say it's going to be Hannah G. Or at least okay. I can give you my top four. I don't know if I can necessarily rank them quite yet. Fine. But I, we'll do top four then. Yeah. Top four I would say would be Hannah G. Mm-hmm. You know, first impression Rose usually carries you a long way. Yeah. I'm gonna say cassie is gonna be in the top four as well mm-hmm. i hope that onyeka ends up in the top four but something tells me she probably won't i feel like she's the kind of girl who will get most of the way through but calton's gonna go for a very specific type a la ari and i'm not sure she's gonna mm-hmm. fit into that type sure I want to say Kaylin is going to make it. And I want to say that, let's see. I want to say Sydney is going to make it. But honestly, cool. I know my top two is going to end up being Hannah G and Cassie. Okay. Uh, well, not to, I guess, be too redundant. I also had Hannah G and Cassie in my top I'm going to do top five because I didn't do a good job narrowing it down. Ended up with a six. 
Um, yeah, as I, I was scrolling through, I was like, the only two that I'm certain of is I think Hannah G and Cassie are going to be top two. And other than that, there's like a pool of people I think are going to do well. Yeah. Uh, so the people, the other people that I am, that I liked, I think I'm a little bit more confident in you about Anyeka. I think she is going to make top four. Yeah. Just because she's just such an infectious personality, probably going to, you know. Colton's kind of like having her around, if, even if it's as just a friend. So her, uh, that's three. Uh, Demi, I think is going to get to going to get far, probably fourth or fifth place. Yeah, I can see that um, because she's going to go far, ruffle feathers, and then probably cross a line and be sent home before Fantasy Suites. Yeah, I was going to say it's probably going to go right up to Fantasy Suites would be my bet. Yeah. That being said, it would be interesting if she did get to Fantasy Suites. It would. It would be an experience for Colton, no matter which way it goes. Exactly. Exactly. Um, But the last one that I think is going to be high, and this is, I guess, my fifth pick. This isn't in any order. um, Is Hannah Brown. And that's, I think, one of the big differences in our list is you had Kaylin and I had Hannah. The reason why I say that, I think there's going to be a two-on-one date with these two girls. I agree. And whichever one wins, I guess the two-on-one date, for lack of a better word, is going to end up probably top three, top two. I also think there's a chance Hannah wins. Yeah. I was saying that I think Kaylin is going to win over Hannah because I feel like Hannah can't keep the poker face quite as well. And I feel like even if they're fighting, Kaylin's going to be the kind of person who can come out looking like the bigger person, even if she's not necessarily. I I, like when when Tia threw Becca under the bus a little bit mm -hmm. with the younger, even though it wasn't a great thing to do in the end, at least in Ari's perspective, Tia came out looking sparkling because she's doing what's best for Becca and she's doing what's best for Ari in his perspective. I.e., mm-hmm. because totally never going to get re-ready, even though, you know, she's pregnant now and about to have a baby and is probably one of the most serious of them out there right now and mm-hmm. all of that. And I have a feeling that if it came down to Kaylin versus Hannah from what we've seen so far... Kaylin's the kind of person who could probably smile through it and make it look like she's trying to make the sacrifices for the good of Colton and just turn his perspective just enough that I feel like Hannah would lose. But boy, would it be a tough one. Yeah, I I mean, the reason why I'm going with Hannah is kind of the opposite of what you're saying. She's more, I feel like she's more vulnerable. I feel like Kaylin is going to be closed off a little bit more. Uh... And Hannah's going to just, I don't know, I feel like she's on the same type of level as Colton. Yeah. Just, they just make sense in my head. You know, she probably likes football a lot. Oh, I mean, she said Roll Tide like a billion times in the episode, so she probably loves football. She's probably a big fan of Arkansas. Not Arkansas, Alabama. I'm tired. Um, <laughs> she, she's a big fan of, fan of Alabama, and you know, Colton, of course, loves football, so I think that's something that they're going to bond over, I also think. You know, that... Colton is such an emotionally vulnerable person, you know, because he's talked about his virginity and all that stuff. He's willing to be open, and I think he's going to respond better to 
Hannah, who is more open with him, is my guess. I don't know. There's a chance that it just leads to a, a, a horror show between them. Because there's this one shot in the I guess, pre- season preview where Hannah is crying so hard in her uh, ITM that it's it looks rough. Yeah. I don't know what happens. Um, but yeah, I, I think... I think I'm. I would put my money on Hannah Brown. Uh, although I do see what you mean. I also think Cassie is also different type of on Colton same level. But like, yeah, I'm putting my money on together. Cassie being the winner. Yeah, I, Just, mean, I, I think I'm putting my money on uh, on Hannah more so because there's better odds, and I would win more <laughs> if I ended up. You know, speaking I think gambling, I'm mostly course, placing but... Cassie because she's also the youngest and she's got that innocence that I think Colton's going to end up going for. Yeah, well, I mean, they're all... They're all young, yeah, I mean, but Cassie's it, got it, it, that air. You know what actually, I mean? I'm, where, yeah. where she's uh, very smart. You can tell that she loves what she does, is very well educated, works with kids, which is something that's very important for Colton. And she's got that kind of young, sweet-natured, like, kind of quiet atmosphere about her that I think he's going to end up really going for. Yeah. Uh, I will also note uh, that out of the people that, you know, we listed, or at least the people that I listed, they're all 23 years old. Yeah. Except for Onyeka, who's 24. It's They're all, you know, young we know Colton's going to go for the younger ones. Yeah, I mean, it's also not a huge surprise because he isn't... He's, he's 26 as well. Yeah, he's 26, but he's also not super emotionally developed. So I feel like it just kind of works. And, you know, there's a chance that, you know, he finds someone and ends up loving her because they're at the same level and they can grow together. And it works out great. There's also a chance that he's just not ready and... Neither are the 23-year-olds. I'm 23. I can't imagine getting married, ever, not ever, but like anytime soon. So yeah. it's it'll, it'll be interesting to see how all of these young women play out because they're only a year older than Becca was uh, last season, or Becca, rather. Yeah, uh, last I mean, season. And, they're and there's age. someone that's 22 years old who was who is literally, on the while she was on the show, was younger than I am now. Which, that's pretty creepy, but <laughs> at least for me. I mean, it, it was also creepy because of how old Ari is. Because I will say in Colton's true. like defense as well. Very true. It Colton's makes more sense with Colton than it does with Ari. 26. Even if he like is dating the youngest 23-year-old. That's a three-year age difference. That's really not bad. My yeah. parents have Even a four-year age difference. Even a 22-year-old is fine. Yeah. yeah 20, they're they're in the same good. life place, approximately. But the reason why Bekha seemed so odd was just the age difference in that she was young, like 22, I believe, during that. And mm-hmm. he was, what, 36? Something like that. Yeah. It was, it was gross. And that 14-year age difference, no matter how mature she was, is going to reek of a power dynamic that isn't healthy. And because yeah. of the type of person that Ari was showing himself to be, I feel like that's what made so many fans go, oh, no, oh, no, Becca, no. And it was less about her readiness to be married. And I think more people looking at the relationship and going, 
hey, Ari is not going to be good for you. You deserve better and you're very young and this is probably not going to go well through no fault of your own. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all you have to say. Do you have any final words you have to say about this episode, about the season? I have a season predictor and I'm probably going to be very wrong, but it'll be interesting, you know, at the end of the season to look back and see if I called it. I have a feeling that there might not be a proposal. Just the way in which they were hyping everything Mm -hmm. up and we had the two proposals that happened on live TV and they got the Neil Lane rings. I would be very curious to wonder if Colton ends up not proposing to either of his two final two. That's not to say he won't maybe continue to date them. They might, you know, continue with the expectation that they get together or something like that. But I have a feeling Mm -hmm. like we're not getting that big proposal moment that he is going to kind of like reach the point where he looks at the ring and he looks at the two girls and he goes... I'm really not ready for this. Tia was right after all. Like, I really am not in a place where I can get married. I mean, I don't know if this is... I mean, it's not a spoiler. Don't spoil. It's not a spoiler. Don't spoil. I don't know any of the events that happened. However, Reality Steve that does know all the spoilers as the season gets crazy. Yeah. So, I I, I don't know what that means. That might be exactly what you just talked about. It might be some other crazy think that happens a little bit earlier i don't know i'm excited to find out i honestly really think that where colton's problem is going to run into is that before he can settle down and get married whether that be before an engagement turns into a wedding or before he can get engaged he just really needs to go to therapy this is my plug for therapy because you can tell that he's not necessarily in a healthy place and therapy can get him there or at least get him started on the way there that's not to say there's anything wrong with him i think the majority of people in america need therapy especially at this moment in this political climate it is a rough time right now therapy's great i'm all in favor of therapy i need a therapist me too but i don't need to get into my personal information or personal stuff but yeah um cool well uh well now that you've made your plug, let me, I guess, make my plugs. If you think our podcast is so great and you want to give it a rose, you can't. It's a podcast. It is a digital thing. You can't give digital things roses. I guess you can. It'd be weird. It doesn't matter. Um, but if you want to give us a rose, give us the digital version of one, which is a like or a subscribe or a follow um, on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play. Um, available. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. Uh, Caught Podcasting. Uh, check out all of those sites to get all of our latest uh, podcasts and episodes. Um, so yeah, do that. Do all those things. Thanks for listening, guys. As a quick note, we were wrong. Tracy is still on. Tracy exists. She was not taken off. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm on. So for listeners that don't know this, Errol and I always, of course, do Batch Bracket. And sure. she is a next episode pick. You sure? Yeah, I just made my picks as we were talking. Well, this is riveting podcast stuff, but really? I mean, maybe Batch Bracket is wrong, but I she was a contestant available for episode two or Rose Ceremony two. That seems wrong. Um, so I'm double checking right now with Finery29, who was giving all the latest on who has been sent home. So uh, shout out to uh, 
Rebecca Farley, who wrote this article that I'm reading right now as uh, I'm looking at who was sent home. Uh, Alex D, Laura, uh, Revian, Aaron, Devin, Tazwan, and Jane. Yeah. Oh, did I do money? Oh, well, apparently I had eight. And she's still on the show, which sucks because she's the worst. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she's the worst, but it seems like she's the worst. Hopefully and, she uh, doesn't make it past her ceremony too. She is sent home in my book. So that's all that matters. And now that we've clarified my stupidity, my bad. Um, but if you want to call us out, be sure to leave a comment uh, on our Facebook page or Twitter. Hit us up. Tell uh, us to do us more email. research. Exactly. Tell us to do more research. Um, if you want, you can even give us a review. Five stars or better, but you can still let us know what we can do better. It would be greatly appreciated. Any constructive criticism. Um, yeah. So do all that stuff. Thank you for listening. Um, see ya. Bye.